Good morning, my friend. The marketplace of ideas is open. It's great to have you along. Welcome to the Greg Belfred Show. Well, it's another win for the Kansas City Chiefs, back-to-back Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs. It was a uh, great night for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes threw a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime, and the Chiefs rallied to beat San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to yesterday was the second straight win for the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, now the MVP, third time in five years. And that's pretty much a big takeaway. The, um, no, no, you, you didn't, uh, you didn't have any, uh, you know, there were, there were all kinds of conspiracy theories that were, uh, that were out there. You know, Taylor Swift and, you know, whether she was going to endorse Joe Biden for president and all of that. No, no, none of that took, none of that stuff took place. So a big disappointing loss for the San Francisco 49ers and their coach. And, um... Those who follow sports say he's Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers, likely to be dogged with questions about not being able to win the big game. And I saw there already in terms of the overtime flip that they did, uh, the toy costs, you know, at overtime, the call that they made there and why they did what they did and whether (laughs) so. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are a lot of people are backseat drivers when it comes to sports. So I think, but big game going to the Kansas City Chiefs, twenty-five to twenty-two. Other big stories this morning. We're not going to spend, unlike you know, legacy media. Uh, we're going to spend more time getting the stories I think that are important to you because if you if you follow the NFL and you were watching the Super Bowl, well, you already know the outcome anyway. <laughs> so, other big stories: there is a lot of attention on Donald Trump and comments that he made in a speech and talking about Russia. And the White House responding then, um, this is a story from Fox News. White House response to Trump encouraging Russia to do whatever they want to some NATO members. Unhinged is what some are saying. The That's the White House, the reaction from the White House. They said Trump's comments were appalling and un, unhinged in which he encouraged Russia to do whatever the hell they want. It's not actually quite what he said. Once again, what we've got, you're seeing this from all of the legacy state media. They're not actually being quite correct as to what Trump was actually saying. So, and then Democrat. I just expect that 
from Democrats, to be honest with you. I don't expect them to be truthful. I don't expect them to react in any way other than that hysterical kind of shrill way they always respond. You see that from Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii, who was a, you know, Trump just said he would let Russia take a European country under certain circumstances. No, that's actually not what he said. It's what you're saying. This is what the Democrats do all the time. Then he goes out. I guess the scolding industrial complex is going to tell us not to say Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia. But honestly, this seems kind of important. Um, well, the media is not being entirely truthful. What it is, that, and some are picking up on this. Matt Margolis has got uh, a great piece at PJ Media this morning. And they, um, again, he uses about CNN's reporting. Trump said Saturday he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want. ABC News doing the same thing. And Margola says both these characterizations are false. Since when has the media covered Trump accurately? And then you've got the Secretary General, uh, Jen Stoltenberg of the of NATO, chiming in. Any suggestion that allies will not defend each other undermines all our security, including that of the U.S., puts American and European soldiers at increased risk. What was it that Trump actually said? This has been the story with Trump since he started running for president. The media says, here is what Trump said. And then you go watch it, and you go look at it, and as to what he what it is he actually did say, and you find out, well, that's not what Trump said. That's not what Trump meant. So the hysteria, and I think what's going on here personally is the legacy media hysteria is meant uh, uh, of Trump is meant to be a distraction from Joe Biden's troubles. And that special counsel report that came out last week that, you know, talking about Joe Biden and... So I think all of this business with Trump is a distraction. It's an absolute distraction. What Trump actually said was Trump was discussing the financial commitment um, that the United States had made to Ukraine, surpassing $200 billion. And he talked about the disparity between the U.S. contribution and that to Ukraine of European nations. United States has surpassed $200 billion to Ukraine. The European nations, $25 billion. And Trump was saying, he said that wasn't fair because the war in Ukraine affects them more directly. And the economy of the United States, he said, is equivalent to the collective economy of all of these nations in Europe. So Trump said, I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. 
NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, what if we don't pay? Are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in, Trump said. And then he was telling a story about why the leaders of NATO countries, uh, or he, he was saying this, saying this is why NATO then started giving money again. Started paying up. And Trump said, I came in, I met, and we talked about this, you'll remember at the time, getting these NATO companies, or countries rather, excuse me, these NATO countries to start, you know, helping to pay the freight rather than just this all being on the back of American taxpayers. And Trump said, I came in, I made a speech, and they said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. And Trump, no, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You've got to pay. you got to pay your bills. So does that sound to you like he was just going to let Russia do whatever the hell they want? No. What it was was a story of how he got the other member countries of NATO to start footing the bill, to start paying their fair share. That's what the real story is. So all of this media overreaction and distortion is just the same game we've always seen coming from the legacy media. Yeah, Politico's Politico's even worse. You know, enough to make, this is a quote, enough to make Reagan ill. Trump's NATO remarks under fire. From the same people who are always complaining about Donald Trump, the same leftist nonsense we always see. So, boy, if you again, if you just get your news from the headlines and from the legacy media, you're really not very well informed as to what it is that's actually happening. Um. Just absolutely incredible. Also, another big story this morning is Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was hospitalized again yesterday. And he has um, what the Pentagon has said, it's an emergent bladder issue. So the details of that we don't know, but we do know that Austin was transported to Walter Reed, Yesterday, around 2.20, yesterday afternoon, and then at about 5 p.m. Eastern Time, um, he transferred the functions and duties of the office to his Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks. So Kathleen Hicks is, and Austin here keeping his word, doing what he said he would do in terms of being hospitalized, being 
forthright about it, not attempting to cover it as he had done previously, and transferring power within a, a fairly short period of time. So this is coming from the Pentagon, who announced this yesterday. And the... And you see who it is. Some of these reports, they, they have a bad habit of not I, not identifying who the, suddenly you have a last name appears, and it's like, who is this person? Uh, <laughs> happens a lot when you read news or reports. They're, they're, you know, they picking pieces from probably rewrites and so on, and it's like, who is this person? What, what's, what's the <laughs> So the Pentagon saying that Austin traveled to the hospital with the unclassified and classified communication systems needed to perform his job. But then again, he, after a couple of hours, apparently turned, turned or transferred his duties to his deputy secretary of defense. That's Kathleen Hicks. So I wish him well, but this is this bladder issue is just developing. So likely we'll learn more. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was on NBC's Meet the Press yesterday, and Mayorkas was asked by Kristen Welker, she's the host whether he bears responsibility for the overwhelming number of migrants that are trying to cross the border. And, you know, the president has called this a crisis. And Mayorkas does what he always does, just dodging, untruthful. uh, He said it certainly is a crisis, and we don't bear responsibility for a broken system and we're dealing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. Here we go again. It's the same. Again, you can't, uh, you can't get through to uh, him. They're, they're just ensconced in these, in these, these lies. So Mayorkas was uh, pressed by Welker about whether he agrees with the president that the border isn't secure. And Mayorka said, well, there's no question that we have a broken system. There is no question that Congress needs to fix it. Do you not find yourself in disagreement with every statement that comes out of his mouth? I mean, because I do. This is Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday on NBC's uh, Meet the Press. No question that Congress needs to fix it. We're doing everything we can within that broken system short of legislation to address what is not a cha- uh, not just a challenge for the United States, but one throughout our region. Mayorka said the, I want to back up a bit because um, 
NBC News has reported that Biden considering taking executive action on the issue of illegal um, immigration. Welker noted Republicans' calls for Biden to shut down the border and then asked Mayorkas, why doesn't the president just shut down the border and let the courts just try to stop him? Great question. See, even legacy media can't hide on this issue, you know, they, which they had for quite a long time. It's gotten to the point now where things are so bad, the, media, the, the legacy media is not even willing to hide on this issue. So Mayorkas said that the administration has taken several steps, continues to review what options are available to us. Does that not sound like the biggest bunch of malarkey you've... He then said issues at the border would have been addressed with the bipartisan border security bill. And he said... But again, as you and I have discussed, president doesn't need any bill at all to be able to secure the border. This issue of what we've seen was a complete change of policy from the Biden administration. So the idea that we need this bipartisan, you know, bill to be able to enforce the border is an outright lie. It's just absolutely untrue. So, uh, unfortunately, that's, I think, what uh, certainly what I've come to expect from Alejandro Mayorkas. ABC News is out with a poll. It's an ABC News Ipsos survey. 86% of Americans say that Joe Biden is too aged for another stint in the White House. In other words, he's too old. Staggering majority of voters feel President Biden is too old to serve out a second term in office, according to a new poll. 86% of U.S. adults surveyed felt that Biden is too old for another term. And then you get into breaking it down. 59% said that both Biden and Donald Trump are too old. Only 27% felt Biden, but not Trump, is too old. I think this issue of being too old, it's an an individual question. Just because you're at the same approximate age does not mean you are in the same possession of mental faculties or that, you know, your mental acuity may be much more greatly diminished even despite just a few years in age difference. Depends on the individual. 73% of Democrats feel Biden is too old. Only 35% of Republicans said the same thing about Trump. For independents, 91% of independents say that Biden is too old. 71% feel the same way about Trump. So these guys are too old. I do wonder, um, 
who the next generation, who the up and comers will be, who the next generation of our nation's leaders will be. Don't you wonder that? And I think we're seeing them. I think we're seeing them. No, 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 Nikki Haley isn't it. No. <laughs> In my opinion, no. So 85% of voters feel Biden is too old to finish another term. And that story has been out there. I mean, that's not the first time we've seen polling showing that. Uh, I keep looking at those and, and I keep wondering, yeah, gee, when is the administration going to, you know, start listening to the American people and start listening to these polls? I don't think ever. And that's a look. At some of the big stories this morning. 